Hare Krishna, everybody. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hythe, the haven of the south east of England. <clears throat> here with my trusty Brahmachari assistant, um, Abhaya Das Brahmachari, who's been consistent and wonderful in every way to help take care of me and I'm feeling so indebted and also grateful and also healthier as a result Hare Krishna <clears throat> and our Prince of Hyde Radharaman who, who owns the flat <clears throat> is out roaming around checking on the citizens <laughs> that's a joke <clears throat> okay welcome to all of you out there in cyberspace uh, for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time we're reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita. We have been for a few, quite a few days. Uh, and this is my favorite book. Uh, I just finished actually recording the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita for what will be the official BBT audiobook of the same. I'm very eager to see that come out so that everyone can re relish hearing uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita um, and the editing is being going on, it's going on now by Rasika Shiromani uh, very nicely by the way uh, I had a long talk with Rama Muhurta the other day uh, who is our pub publisher for the BBT he's the practically he's the uh, only true professional professionally trained and expert publisher on the BBT trustees, the most expert, with a very critical ear. And he, he, did, he was doing sound editing before, so he's very, very expert. And I played him some uh, samples that Rasika Shiromani has sent me recently. And when he heard them, Brahma Mohorta, who usually is very, very critical, he never just accepts everything. He's always got to be critical. But his nature, and, and professionally qualified, good quality. Um, he loved it so much so he went on and on and on about how it sounded to him. So we're very, very happy about that. <clears throat> Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said that the Chaitanya Charitamrita was his life and soul as did our Śrīla Prabhupāda when he was coming over on the Jaladutta. Uh, he said it was his life, the, his, his essence of his life was hearing, his solace was hearing Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's a very difficult journey. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur had this to say about the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's, a, it's to be accepted as a poetic a device for glorifying the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's not to be taken completely literally, but it does say how important the Chaitanya Charitamrita is. Srila <clears throat> Bhakti Sananta Saraswati Thakur was talking about the, uh, the devastating floods that will come. And he said this, in due course, Mahapralaya, will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, 
then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or, if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam. But under no circumstances, release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage. Because after it is subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. And we've been noticing as we read along how many times Bhagavad Gita verses are quoted, Bhagavatam verses are quoted, Puranic verses are quoted, and many other classes of uh, Vedic literature. In the verses themselves, not in the purports, but in the verses themselves. So in this way, the Chaitanya Charitamrita is the perfect scripture. It brings all the most important scriptures together, weaves them together in a way that they all fit together and tell the deepest possible uh, story of how uh, to advance to the perfectional stage of Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhaktavinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhaktavinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhaktavinda So we've reached the second chapter of Adi Lila. In this chapter, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami is establishing the truth from revealed scriptures that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that same Sri Krishna, the Samambhoman, the um, Swayam Bhagavan, original form of the Absolute Truth. We're beginning with text 97. Mm. The Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, enjoys himself in six primary expansions. His first two manifestations are Prabhava and Vaibhava. Purport. Now the author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita turns to a description of the personality of Godhead Krishna in his innumerable expansions. The Lord primarily expands himself in two categories, namely Prabhava and Vaibhava. The Prabhava forms are fully potent, like Sri Krishna, and the Vaibhava forms are partially potent. The Prabhava forms are manifested in relation with potencies, but the Vaibhava forms are manifested in relationship in relation with excellences. The potent Prabhava manifestations are also of two varieties, temporary and eternal. 
the Mohini, Hangsa, and Shukla forms are manifested only temporarily in terms of your particular age. Among the other Prabhavas, who were not very famous according to the material est estimation, are Danbantari, Rishabha, Vyasa, Dathatraya, and Kapila. Among the Vaibhava Prakash forms are Kurma, Matsya, Naranarayana, Varaha, Hayagriva, Prishnigarbha, Baladeva, Yagya, Vibhu, Satyasena, Hari, Vaikuntha, Ajita, Vamana, Sarvabhoma, Vishabha, Vishwaksena, Dharmasetru, Sudama, Yogeshwar, and Brihad, Banu. Text 98. His incarnations are of two kinds, namely partial and empowered. He appears in two ages, childhood and boyhood. Purport. The Vilas forms are six in number. Incarnations are of two varieties, namely Shaktyavesh, empowered, and Angshavesh, partial. These incarnations also come within the category of Prabhav and Vaibhav manifestations. Childhood and boyhood are two special features of the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, but his permanent feature is his eternal form as an, as an adolescent youth. The original personality of Godhead Sri Krishna is always worshipped in, in this eternal adolescent form. Text 99. The personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, who is eternally an adolescent, is the primeval Lord, the source of all incarnations. He expands himself in these six categories to, to establish his categories of forms, to establish his supremacy throughout the universe. Text 100. In these six kinds of forms, there are innumerable varieties. Although they are many, they are all one. There is no difference between them. Purport The Personality of Godhead manifests himself in six different features. 1. Prabhav 2. Vaibhav 3. Empowered Incarnations 4. Partial Incarnations 5. Child and 6. Boyhood. The personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, whose permanent feature is adolescence, enjoys his transcendental proclivities by performing pastimes in these six forms. In these six features, there are unlimited divisions of the personality of Godhead's forms. The jivas, or living beings, are differentiated parts and parcels of the Lord. They are all diversities of the One without a second, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 101 <clears throat> The Chit Shakti, which is also called Sarup Shakti or Antaranga Shakti, displays many var 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 varied 
displays many varied manifestations. It sustains the kingdom of God and its paraphernalia. Text 102. The external energy, called Maya Shakti, is the cause of innumerable universes with varied material potencies. 103. The marginal potency, which is between these two, consists of the numberless living beings. These are the three principal energies, which have unlimited categories and subdivisions. Purport. The internal potency of the Lord, which is called Chit Shakti or Antaranga Shakti, exhibits variegatedness in the transcendental Vaikuntha cosmos. <clears throat> Besides ourselves, there are unlimited numbers of living entities, living beings, who associate with the personality of Godhead in his innumerable features. The material cosmos. The material cosmos displays the external energy in which the conditioned living beings are provided all liberty to go back to the personality of Godhead after leaving the material tab tabernacle. <clears throat> the Shvetashvatara <clears throat> Excuse me, excuse me. <clears throat> The Shvetashvatara Upanishad 6.8 informs us Natasya karyam karanam chabidyate natat shamas cha betikash trajishyate parasya shaktir vividaiva shruyate swabhaviki jnanabala kriya cha The Supreme Lord is one without a second. He has nothing to do personally nor does he have material senses. No one is equal to him or greater than him. He has unlimited, variegated potencies of different names, which exist within him as autonomous attributes and provide him full knowledge, power, and pastimes. Text 104 These are the principal manifestations and expansions of the Personality of Godhead and his three energies. They are all emanations from Sri Krishna, the transcendence. They have their existence in him. 105. Although the three Purushas are the shelter of all the universes, Lord Krishna is the original source of the Purushas. 106. Thus, the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the original primeval Lord the source of all other expansions, all the revealed all the revealed scriptures, except Sri Krishna, as the Supreme Lord, 107, Ishvara, Parama Krishna, Satyarananda Bigraha, Anadir Adir Govinda, Sarva Karana Karanam. Krishna, who is known as Govinda, is the supreme controller. He has an eternal, blissful spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin, for he is the prime cause of all causes. Purport This is the first verse of the fifth chapter of the Brahma Sangita. 
Text 108. You know all the conclusions of the scriptures very well. You create these logical arguments just to agitate me. Purport. A learned man who has thoroughly studied the scriptures cannot hesitate to accept Sri Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If such a man argues about this matter, certainly he must be doing so to agitate the minds of his opponents. Text 109 That same Lord Krishna, the fountainhead of all incarnations, is known as the son of the king of Braja. He has descended personally as Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Absolute Truth. To call him Chirodakachai Vishnu does not add to his glories. Text 111 But such words from the lips of a sincere devotee cannot be false. All possibilities abide in him, for he is the primeval Lord. 112 All other incarnations are situated in potential form in the original body of the primeval Lord. Thus, according to one's opinion, one may address him as in any way as any one of the incarnations. Purport It is not contradictory for a devotee to call the Supreme Lord by any one of the various names of his plenary expansions because the original personality of Godhead includes all such categories. Since the plenary, expansion, since the plenary expansions <clears throat> exist within the original person, one may call him by any of these names. In Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, Madhyakanda 6.95, Lord Chaitanya says, I was lying asleep in the ocean of milk, but I was awakened by the call of Nadha, Sri Advaita Prabhu. Here the Lord refers to his form as Chiro Dakashai Vishnu. Text 113 Some say that Sri Krishna is directly Nara Narayana. Others say that he is directly Vamana. 114 Some say that Krishna is the incarnation of Chirodakashayi Vishnu. None of these statements is impossible. Each is as correct as the others. Purport In the Lagu Bhagavatamrita 5.383 states, Ata eva puranadao kechin nara sakatmantam sakatmatam Mahendra Nujatam Ketchit Ketchit Chirabta Chayitam Sahasra Shirshatam Ketchit Ketchit Baikuntanatatam Bru Yu Krishna Simunayas Tad Tad Rit Yanungaminaha According to the intimate relationships between Sri Krishna, the primeval Lord, and his devotees, the Puranas describe him by various names. 
Sometimes he is called Narayana, sometimes Upendra, Vamana, the younger brother of Indra, king of heaven, and sometimes Chirodakashai Vishnu. Sometimes he is called the thousand-hooded Sheshanaga, and sometimes the lord of Vaikuntha. Text 115. Some call him Hari, or the Narayana of the transcendental world. Everything is possible in Krishna, for he is the primeval Lord. 116. I offer my obeisances under the feet of all who read or hear this discourse. Kindly hear with attention the conclusion of all these statements. Purport. Prostrating himself at the feet of his readers, the author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita entreats them in all humility to hear with rapt attention these conclusive arguments regarding the Absolute Truth. One should not fail to hear such arguments, for only by such knowledge can one perfectly know Krishna. Text 117 A sincere student, this is a very important verse, I'll do the Sanskrit. Siddhanta Baliya, this is Bengali actually. <clears throat> Siddhanta Baliya Chitte Na Kara Alas, Iha Hai Te Krishna Lagi Surida Manas. Siddhanta Baliya Chitte Na Kara Alas, Iha Hai Te Krishna Lagi Surida Manasa. A sincere student should not neglect the discussion of such conclusions, considering them controversial. For such discussions strengthen the mind. Thus one's mind becomes attached to Sri Krishna. Purport <clears throat> There are many students who, in spite of reading the Bhagavad Gita, misunderstand Krishna because of imperfect knowledge and conclude him to be an ordinary historical personality. This one must not do. One should be particularly careful to understand the truth about Krishna. If, if because of laziness one does not come to know Krishna conclusively, one will be misguided about the cult of devotion, like those who declare themselves advanced devotees and imitate the transcendental symptoms sometimes observed in liberated souls. Although the use of thoughts and arguments is a most suitable process for inducing an uninitiated person to become a devotee, neophytes in devotional service must always alertly understand Krishna through the vision of the revealed scriptures, the bona fide devotees, and the spiritual master. Unless one hears about Krishna from such authorities, one cannot make advancement in devotion to Sri Krishna. The revealed scriptures mentioned nine means of attaining devotional service, of which the first and foremost is hearing from authority. The seed of devotion cannot sprout unless watered by the process of hearing and chanting. One should submissively receive the transcendental messages 
from spiritually advanced sources and chant the very same messages for one's own benefit as well as the benefit of one's audience. When Brahma described the situation of pure devotees freed from the culture of empiric philosophy and fruitive actions, he recommended the process of hearing from such from persons who were on the path of devotion. Following in the footsteps of such liberated souls who are able to vibrate real transcendental sound, one can, can lead one to the highest stage of devotion and thus one can become a Maha Bhagavata. From the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Sanatan Goswami, Madhya 22, 65, we learn Shastra Yukte Sunipuna Drida Shraddha Yanra Uttama Adhikari Se Tharaye Samara Sangsara A person who is expert in understanding the conclusion of the revealed scriptures and who fully surrenders to the cause of the Lord is actually able to deliver others from the clutches of material existence. Srila Rupa Goswami in his Upadishamrita 3 advises that to make rapid advancement in the cult of devotional service one should be very active and should persevere in executing the duties specified in the revealed scriptures and confirmed by the spiritual master. Accepting the path of liberated souls, accepting the path of liberated souls and the association of pure devotees enriches such activities. Imitation devotees who wish to advertise themselves as elevated Vaishnavas and who therefore imitate the previous acharyas but do not follow them in principle, are condemned in the words of Srimad Bhagavatam 2.3.24 as stone-hearted. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has commented on their stone-hearted condition as follows. Bahir Ashru Pulakayo Satur Apiyad Dridayam Navikriyeta Tadashmasaram Itikanishtadikarinam Eva Ashru Pulakadi Matve Pi Ashmasara Ridiyatai Ridiyataya Nindaisha Those who shed tears in practice but whose hearts have not changed are to be known as stone-hearted devotees of the lowest grade. Their imitation crying induced by artificial practice, is always condemned. There, mm, the desired change of heart referred, referred to above is visible in the reluctance to do anything not congenial to the devotional way. To create such a change of heart, conclusive discussion about Sri Krishna and his potencies is absolutely necessary. False devotees may think that simply shedding tears will lead one to the transcendental plane, even if one has not had a factual change of heart. But such a practice is useless if there is no transcendental realization. False devotees, lacking the conclusion of transcendental knowledge, think 
that artificially shedding tears will deliver them. Similarly, other false devotees think that studying books of the previous acharyas is unadvisable, like studying dry empiric philosophies. But Srila Jiva Goswami, following the previous acharyas, has inculcated the conclusion of the scriptures in the six theses called the Shat Sandarbhas. False devotees who have very little knowledge of such conclusions fail to achieve pure devotion for want of zeal in accepting the favorable directions for devotional service given by self-realized devotees. <clears throat> Such false devotees are like impersonalists who also, dis who also consider devotional service no better than ordinary fruitive actions. Text 118 By such conclusive studies, I know the glories of Lord Chaitanya. Only by knowing these glories can one become strong and fixed in attachment to Him. Purport One can know the glories of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only by reaching, in knowledge, a conclusive decision about Sri Krishna, strengthened by bona fide study of the conclusions of the Acharyas. Text 119 just to enunciate the glories of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I have tried to describe the glories of Sri Krishna in detail. The conclusion is that Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, the son of the King of Braja. Sri Rupa Raghunathapadi, Yada Ash, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Kahi Krishna Das praying at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Sri Raghunath, always desiring their mercy, I, Krishna Das, narrate Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita following in their footsteps. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, second chapter, describing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Lord Shri Krishna Ki Jai Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami Ki Jai The Six Goswami Zabindavan Ki Jai All the previous Acharyas Ki Jai Sincere followers of Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Nadiyadibol Okay, so Very interesting how Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami analyzes how these intricate details of analysis of the details of the characteristics of the Supreme Personality of Godhead strengthen the mind and without having the mind strengthened so we should not what's the word shy away from discussing or hearing these intricate topics even though at first it may seem difficult to put all the pieces together and understand exactly what's happening and why as the discussion goes on. But we need to do this. We need to continue to hear, try to understand, hear, try to understand from the proper sources. And Srila Prabhupada's purports are so wonderful. 
he considered them to be more important actually than the verses because what he's done is he's strung all the essential things in the previous Acharya's commentaries together in a way that we can get it in a simple English form which, which brings the verses to life and actually gives us access to this scripture. Without Srila Prabhupada's purports, it would be very difficult, very difficult, if not impossible, to enter into these understandings. So when it gives, you know, when, when in his purports, he describes how we have to study the purports of the previous Acharyas, they're all there in Prabhupada's purports. Even the essence of the Sandarbhas are there in the purports, in a uh, sutric form, not sutric form, but a summarized form, the essence in an essential form. Yeah. Okay. Let us move on to chapter 3. So we've, we've heard how Sri Krishna is the, is the Supreme Personality of God, the source of all other uh, incarnations and expansions of, Krishna, of, of, of Himself. We've heard how all those forms potentially are within Lord Krishna and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They are non-different. So now we're going to hear chapter 3, which is entitled The External Reasons for the Appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now we're going to understand why he came in the form of Chaitanya Prabhu, at least part of the reason why he came as Lord Chaitanya. Chapter 3 The External Reasons for the Appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this chapter, the author has fully discussed the external reasons for the descent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, after displaying his pastimes as Lord Krishna, thought it wise to make his advent in the form of a devotee to explain personally the transcendental mellows of reciprocal servants, service and love exchanged between himself as his servants, friends, parents, and fiancés. According to the Vedic literature, the foremost occupational duty for humanity in this age of Kali is Nama Sankirtan, or congregational chanting of the holy name of the Lord. The incarnation for this age especially preaches this process, but only Krishna himself can explain the confidential, loving service performed in the four principal varieties of loving affairs between the Supreme Lord and his devotees. Lord Krishna therefore personally appeared with his plenary portions as Lord Chaitanya. As stated in this chapter, it was for this purpose that Lord Krishna appeared personally in Navadvip in the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Krishna Das Kaviraj has herein presented much authentic evidence from Srimad Bhagavatam and other scriptures to substantiate the identity of Lord Chaitanya with Sri Krishna himself. 
he has described bodily symptoms in Lord Chaitanya that are visible only in the person of the Supreme Lord. And he has proved that Lord Chaitanya appeared with his personal associates, Sri Nityananda, Advaita, Gadadhar, Srivas, and other devotees. And he has proved that Lord Chaitanya appeared to preach the special significance of chanting Hare Krishna. The appearance of Lord Chaitanya is both significant and confidential. He can be appreciated only by pure devotees and only through the process of devotional service. The Lord tried to conceal his identity as the Supreme Personality of Godhead by representing himself as a devotee. But his pure devotees could recognize him by his special features. The Vedas and Puranas foretell the appearance of Lord Chaitanya, but still he is sometimes called significantly the concealed descent of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Advaita Acharya was a contemporary of Lord Chaitanya's father. He felt sorry for the condition of the world because even after Lord Krishna's appearance, no one had interest in devotional service to Krishna. This forgetfulness was so overwhelming that Advaita Prabhu was convinced that no one but Lord Krishna himself could enlighten people about devotional service to the Supreme Lord. Therefore, Advaita requested Lord Krishna to appear as Lord Chaitanya. Offering tulasi leaves and Ganges water, he cried for the Lord's appearance. The Lord, being satisfied by his pure devotees, descends to satisfy them. As such, being pleased by Advaita Acharya, Lord Chaitanya appeared. Text 1. Sri Chaitanya Pramum, Sri Chaitanya Pramum Bande, Yat Padashraya Viryataha, Sangrinat Yakada Ratad, Agya Siddhanta Sanmanim. I offer my respectful obeisances to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. By the potency of the shelter of his lotus feet, even a fool can collect the valuable jewels of conclusive truths. Even a fool can collect the valuable jewels of conclusive truth from the minds of the revealed scriptures. Text 2 Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda all glories to Lord Chaitanya, all glories to Lord Nityananda, all glories to Advaita Chandra, and all glories to all the devotees of Lord Chaitanya. Text 3 I have given the purport of the third verse. Now, O devotees, please listen to the meaning of the fourth with full attention. Text 4 This is the fourth verse. Anarpita chidim chidat karonaya vatirna kalo samar payitum 
unatojvalavrasan sobhakti shriyam. Hari purata sundara juti kadamba dhandi pita sada ridya kandare spuratu ba sachinandanaha. May the Supreme Lord, who is known as the son of Srimati Shachi Devi, be transcendentally situated in the innermost core of your heart. Resplendent with the radiance of molten gold, he has descended in the age of Kali by his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before, the most elevated mellow of devotional service, the mellow of conjugal love. Purport. This is a quotation from the Vidagda Madhava 1-2, a drama compiled and edited by Srila Rupa Goswami. Text 5. Lord Krishna, the son of the king of Braja, is the Supreme Lord. He eternally enjoys transcendental pastimes in his eternal abode, Goloka, which includes Rajadam. <clears throat> Purport. In the previous chapter, it has been established that Krishna, the son of Brajendra, the king of Raja, is the supreme personality of Godhead with six opulences. He eternally enjoys transcendentally variegated opulences on his planet, which is known as Goloka. The eternal pastimes of the Lord in the spiritual planet Krishna Loka are called aprakat or unmanifested pastimes because they are beyond the purview of the conditioned souls. Lord Krishna is always present everywhere, but when he is not present before our eyes, he is said to be, to be aprakat or unmanifested. Text 6. Once in a day of Brahma, he descends to this world to manifest his transcendental pastimes. We know that there are four ages, yugas, namely Satya, Treta, Dwapara, and Kali. These four, together, constitute one Divya Yuga. 8. Mm. Text 8. Seventy-one Divya Yugas constitute one Manvantara. Manvantara. There are fourteen Manvantaras in one day of Brahma. Purport. A Manvantara is the period controlled by one Manu. The reign of 14 Manus equals the length of one day, 12 hours, in the life of Brahma, and the night of Brahma is of the same duration. These calculations are given in the authentic astronomy book known as Surya Siddhanta. An annotated Bengali translation of this book was compiled by the great professor of astronomy and mathematics. Bhimal Prasad Datta, later known as Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Goswami, who was our merciful spiritual master. 
He was honored with the title Siddhanta Saraswati for translating the Surya Siddhanta and the title Goswami Maharaj was added when he accepted sannyas, the renounced order of life. Text 9 The present Manu, who is the seventh, is called Vaivaswata, the son of Viviswan. Twenty-seven Divya Yugas, twenty-seven times four million three hundred twenty thousand solar years of his age have now passed. Purport. The names of the fourteen Manus are as follows. 1. Swayambhuva 2. Swaruchisha 3. Uttama 4. Tamasa 5. Raivata 6. Chakshusha 7. Vaivaswata 8. Savarni 9. Dakshasarvarni 10. Brahmasavarni 11. Dharmasavarni 12. Rudraputra Rudra Sarvani, Savarni, 13. Braucha or Deva Savarni, 14. And Vodhyaka or Indra Savarni. Text 10. <clears throat> At the end of the Dwapara Yuga, of the 28th Divya Yuga, Lord Krishna appears on earth with the full paraphernalia of his eternal Brajadam. Purport. Now is the term of Vaibhaswatamanu, during which Lord Chaitanya appears. First, Lord Krishna appears at the close of the Dwapara Yuga of the 28th Dibya Yuga, and then Lord Chaitanya appears in the Kali Yuga of the same. Divya Yuga. Lord Krishna and Lord Chaitanya appear once in each day of Brahma or once in fourteen Manbhataras, Manbhantaras, each of seventy-one Divya Yugas. From the beginning of Brahma's day of four billion three hundred twenty million years, six Manus appear and disappear before Lord Krishna appears. Thus, 1,975,320,000 years of the day of Brahma elapsed before the appearance of Lord Krishna. This is an astronomical calculation according to solar years. Text 11 Servitude, Dasya, Friendship, Sakya, parental affection, Vatsalya, and conjugal love, Sringara, are the four transcendental mellows, Rasas, by the devotees who cherish these four mellows. By the devotees who cherish these four mellows, Lord Krishna is subdued. Purport Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Sringara are the transcendental modes of loving service to the Lord. Shantarasa, or the neutral stage, is not mentioned in this verse because although in Shantarasa 
one considers the Absolute Truth, the Sublime Great, one does not go beyond that conception. Shantarasa is a very grand idea for materialistic philosophers, but such idealistic appreciation is only the beginning. It is the lowest among the relationships in the spiritual world. Shantarasa is not given much importance because as soon as there is a slight understanding between the knower and the known, active loving transcendental reciprocations and exchanges begin. Dasyarasa is the basic relationship between Krishna and his devotees. Therefore, this verse considers dasya, the first stage of transcendental devotional service. Text 12 Absorbed in such transcendental love, Lord Krishna enjoys in Braja with his devoted servants, friends, parents, and conjugal lovers. Purport The descent of Sri Krishna, the Absolute Personality of Godhead, is very purposeful. In the Bhagavad Gita it is said that one who knows the truth about Sri Krishna's descent and his various activities is at once liberated and does not have to fall again to this existence of birth and death after he leaves his present material body. In other words, one who factually understands Krishna makes his life perfect. Imperfect life is realized in material existence. In five different relationships we share with every, everyone within the material world. Neutrality, servitorship, friendship, parental love, and amorous love between husband and wife or lover and beloved. These five enjoyable relationships within the material world are perverted reflections of the relationships with the absolute personality of Godhead in the transcendental nature. That absolute personality, Sri Krishna, descends to revive the five eternally existing relationships. Thus he manifests his transcendental pastimes in Braja so that people may be attracted into that sphere of activities and leave aside their imitation relationships with the mundane. Then, after fully exhibiting all such activities, the Lord disappears. That's not you. Text 13. <clears throat> Lord Krishna enjoys his transcendental pastimes as long as he wishes, and then he disappears. After disappearing, however, he thinks thus. 14. <clears throat> For a long time, I have not bestowed unalloyed loving service to me upon the inhabitants of the world. Without such loving attachment, the existence of the material world is useless. Purport The Lord seldom awards pure transcendental love, but without such pure love of God, freed from fruitive activities and empiric speculation, one cannot attain perfection in life. Text 15 Everywhere in the world, people worship me according to scriptural injunctions, 
but simply by following such regulative principles, one cannot attain the loving sentiments of the devotees in Brajabhumi. 16. Knowing my opulences, the whole world looks upon me with awe and veneration, but devotion made feeble by such reverence does not attract me. Purport After his appearance, Lord Krishna thought that he had not yet not distributed the transcendental personal dealings with his devotees in Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya and Madhurya. One may understand the science of the Supreme Personality of Godhead from the Vedic literatures and thus become a devotee of the Lord and worship Him within the regulated principles described in the scriptures. But one will not know Him, not know in this way how Lord how the Krishna, let's say this again, sorry, I need to hydrate my voice, hold it. Excuse me. <clears throat> One may understand the science of the Supreme Personality of Godhead from the Vedic literatures and thus become a devotee of the Lord and worship Him within the regulative principles described in the scriptures. But one will not know in this way how Krishna is served by the residents of Brajabhumi. One cannot understand the dealings of the Lord in Vrindavan simply by executing the ritualistic regulative principles mentioned in the scriptures. By following scriptural injunctions, one may enhance his appreciation for the glories of the Lord, but there is no chance for one to enter into personal dealings with Him. Giving too much attention to understanding the exalted glories of the Lord reduces the chance of one's entering into personal, loving affairs with the Lord. To teach the principles of such loving dealings, the Lord decided to appear as Lord Chaitanya. Text 17 By performing such regulated devotional service in awe and reverence, in, in awe and veneration, one may go to Vaikuntha and attain the four kinds of liberation. These liberations are sarshti, achieving opulences equal to those of the Lord, sarupya, having a form the same as the Lord's, samipya, living as a personal associate of the Lord, and salokya, living on a Vaikuntha planet. Devotees never accept sayuja, however, since that, is, since that is oneness with Brahman. Purport Those engaged in devotional service, according to the ritualistic principles mentioned in the scriptures, attain these different kinds of liberation. But although such devotees can attain sarshti, sarupya, samipya, and salokya, they are not concerned with these liberations. 
For such devotees are satisfied only in rendering transcendental loving service to the Lord. The fifth kind of liberation, sayuja, is never accepted even by devotees who perform only ritualistic worship. To attain sayuja or merging into the, into the Brahman effulgence of the personal, Supreme Personality of Godhead is the aspiration of the impersonalists. A devotee never cares for sayuja liberation. Text 19 And we'll stop right there. We're, we're an hour into it, and I need to give my voice a rest. Don't mind, please. Thank you. Forgive me. Okay, if anyone has um, heard something they stuck out in their minds and they want to reflect upon or share with us, or, and you repeatedly relish the mellows, <clears throat> or if one has topic relating to the reading that they want to discuss further or question about, please, this is your opportunity. Hare Krishna. I am just your servant. So far nothing? Okay. Something's coming. Vijay Govinda Prabhu. Hey Vijay, Haribo, Haribo. When will that day be ours when the lockdown will be over and we can see each other? Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Vijay says, Hi Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Haribo, Vijay. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. When we hear about Krishna and all his expansions and incarnations, we learn that they are all Krishna but just with different qualities or functions. We also learn that all incarnations, expansions, and so on exist with the original Krishna and Vrindavan. So my question centers on the Maha Mantra. We hear that the Maha Mantra is Krishna himself. So are all the qualities of the original sweet Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu existing within his name? Sorry if this is a naive question, but I would value your purport. This is not naive at all. This is a wonderful, wonderful question. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> all of the expansions of Krishna, all the Vishnu Tattva, personal expansions of Krishna, in all these different categories, and this was brought out at the end of the second chapter, they're all Krishna. It's the same person expanding himself in different categories, in different ways. But because they are all Krishna, they have the same potential power. But they show different degrees of power or different degrees of qualities according to Krishna's desire and the need of the moment, purpose that they come for 
to, to perform or whatever. So that's the first thing. Um, so therefore, all of the expansions and incarnations of Krishna are Krishna, and you can call them Krishna, as was also discussed in the second chapter. Uh, but it doesn't add to Krishna's glories to call him Chirudakashai Vishnu, although you can, and it's not untrue, but still it doesn't add to his glories because he already has, you know, uh, all of the expansions, including Chirudakashai Vishnu, inside his form, potentially. So, um, now the holy name of Krishna is the source of all of Krishna's names. Just as Krishna's form is the source of all his expansions of forms, so the name is the source of all the expansions, names of his forms, of his different incarnations and different uh, avatars, expansions. And Lord Chaitanya, as we'll hear more about in this chapter, we've already heard in one of the purports uh, yesterday a whole list of scriptures or, or verses from the Vedas themselves, from Upanishads, which are appendices to the Vedas and are considered shruti, uh, direct verses which describe that when Krishna will appear in Navadvip and his, his mother will's name will be Shakshimata. And in that way, there's no way to uh, make a mistake, you know, and misidentify Lord Chaitanya as anyone else but Krishna. So, therefore, all the forms of Krishna are also contained in Lord Chaitanya. Uh, Krishna has his, 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 his form as Krishna is, is eternal, and his form as Lord Chaitanya is also eternal. But be, it's because he, 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 he came as a devotee in order to take... We'll hear in the next chapter what the internal reason is. Here, we're hearing the external region, reason. By external, it doesn't mean material. By external, it means the apparent, you know, the reason that shows in his activities. And that is to spread pure love of himself. And this is another reason why uh, Lord Chaitanya is, is, is Sri Krishna himself. Because no one can spread pure love of Sri Krishna except Lord Sri Krishna. Therefore, you'll never see anyone else, not any of the other expansions or any of the other incarnations of Krishna, spreading pure love for Krishna in Braja. But Lord Chaitanya comes and spreads pure love for Krishna in Braja. And he does so in the mood of Srimati Radharani, the topmost devotee of Krishna in Braja. So therefore, they're the same personality and all the principles that apply to one 
apply to the other. And therefore he comes and what what mantra does he deliver? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. But because he's in the mood of Krishna, or the mood of Radharani rather, he's Krishna in the mood of Radharani, when he asks us to chant Hare Krishna, and we chant Hare Krishna, which is made up of names, by the way, of Radha and Krishna, Hare means Radha, and Krishna means Krishna. Then we get love of Krishna. And depending on our eternal relationship with the Lord, the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mantra, which is the Yuga Dharma, which can take us back to Goloka Vrindavan. Uh, some devotees think prematurely that we should give up the regulated principles because it says in Shastra that you know you can only go to Vaikuntha by regulated principles, but they're completely misunderstanding the the actual reality. If the Ishtadev or the uh, worshipable deities, your worshipable deities, are Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda and Radha and Krishna, then there's no way that following Vaidhi Bhakti will take you to Vaikuntha. They'll take you to the state of consciousness in which you can have pure prema. Bhakti means bhakti. Vaidhi Bhakti, Raganuga Bhakti, Prema Bhakti. It's, it's bhakti. It's like, a, it's like a mango that is, you know, green and ripe, yet not yet quite ripe or not picked, and a juicy, yellow, fully ripened mango from the top of the tree. It's all a mango. But one is mature and one is not mature. That's the only difference. So those who try to separate these different qualities of the holy name or different aspects of the holy name in Krishna, uh, they, without going through the purification of uh, sadhana bhakti, then they tend to get funny. They tend to get to misunderstand and try to imitate. Uh, the residents of Raja before they know that who they are and therefore they get into serious uh, trouble and they disturb the spiritual society and disturb the world. I know I got into a lot of things about that but that's something I can say about it. He says wonderful, thank you. Hare Krishna Vijayagovinda, I can't wait to see you as soon as possible. There's something from Bhakta Charlie. Hey Bhakta Charlie. Bhakta Charlie says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I really liked the purport to text 2.118 which said, 
One can know the glories of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only by reaching in knowledge a conclusive decision about Sri Krishna, mm. strengthened by bona fide study of the conclusions of the Acharyas. Mm. Prabhupada's conviction is very inspiring and destroys my doubts. Mm. Do our doubts only stem from envy of the Lord, or is there another reason for our doubts? Well, you know, Krishna says in the Gita, Ichcha, Dvesha, Samutina, Twandva, Mohena, Bharata, that all of us who have come to this material world, unless we're liberated souls who have come here specifically for a mission of the Lord, of which very few are, Prabhupada was one of those. Uh, we all come overwhelmed by itcha, which means desire, desire for sense gratification, desire to enjoy, because that is the essence of the soul. It's Krishna's essence and it's the soul's essence. But the soul is infinitesimal and the, and the supreme soul, Krishna, is infinite. So his desire for enjoyment is infinite and ours is infinitesimal. And therefore we have the tendency to be attracted to become the enjoyer like Krishna. Therefore we come to this material world to pretend to be Krishna, to pretend that we can be the master enjoyer the enjoyer being master. And the other is dvesha. And dvesha means uh, aversion, to be averse to something. Another word you can say is hate, or you can use envy. So everyone who's come to the material world, the root of it is the envy of Krishna that we had in, before we came here. How that happens is not possible for us. How that happens, the mechanics of it, how that actually happens is not possible for us to understand while we are encased in a material body. Unless we're pure devotees and are liberated. Because we're in time and space. We're controlled by time and space. And these concepts when and where we came, why we came, those we came from the world where there is no time and space. We came from the world where there is no modes of nature. There are no modes of nature. Therefore, you can't understand the concepts of life within the, the spiritual world from this position fully. But the point is being made that you really liked this part of the purport is that by hearing about the details of the spiritual world and Krishna's existence and the details of how he expands the material world and how it all fits together in detail strengthens the mind so that one's spiritual mind can come through. It purifies the material mind and strengthens through the spiritual mind and conception uh, and then with that strength we can accept Krishna without doubt and once you accept Krishna without doubt then rather than 
doubt when you hear something that's inconceivable and try to figure it out and try to poke holes in it, and you'll just, tears will come from, from your eyes. When you hear about Krishna doing something incredible, lifting over Don Hill or marrying 16,000 queens all at the same time and 16,000, all these things that no one but Krishna can do, you'll just, tears will come out of your eyes because they're just so wonderful. That's love. When someone is, you know, they say eyes is, love is, what is it? In the, in the eyes of the beholder, love is blind. Love is in the eyes of the beholder. The, the, the quality of love makes someone who's not so beautiful look beautiful. Etc., etc. And pure love for Krishna, understanding who he is in all detail, brings out that pure devotional feeling which which melts, destroys forever and completely uh, dvesha and icha, material attachment, desire and aversion. Did that make any sense? Or did, I, did I answer your question? See, it's not easy to understand the, the intricate details of Krishna's personality and expansions because his, his personality is unlimited and we're limited. So it's very difficult to understand all these things completely. So if we can understand them, to the extent that we can possibly, to our, to our capacity, then Krishna, he opens the doors. He wants to be loved. He doesn't want to be forced. He doesn't want us to feel forced. He wants us to voluntarily love him. And therefore, when he reveals himself, especially as Lord Chaitanya, when he reveals Lord Krishna's, the details of Krishna's wonder and beauty and and sweetness, not just opulences, but sweetness, then we become attracted. I'm not sure if I answered his question. He responded, he says, yes, thank you. <clears throat> yes, Abaya has something remember that we read in this purport it says that childhood and boyhood are two special features of the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna but his permanent feature is his eternal form as an adolescent youth the original personality of Godhead Sri Krishna is always worshipped in this eternal adolescent form so the question that I had from that was in Krishna's forms as you know, as a child and boy are those forms all present in the spiritual world or is that only when he comes to the material world? When he comes to the material world although there are times in which he, dis he will display those forms in different parts of Goloka Vrindavan there are places where he will temporarily or, or 
show those forms. But his eternal form is as an adolescent youth, 16-year-old. But sometimes in his pastimes with his devotees, he will show those forms, especially for parental ones who are in Vatsaya Rasa. But in the material world, he comes and he looks as if he, he, this is his mystic power. He looks like he's born and he looks like he's growing until he gets to 16 and then he doesn't, then he doesn't get any older because that's his eternal form. So these theories that the materialists have by speculative reasoning that if he's the oldest person he must look like he's older than anybody else is just it's just a pie-in-the-sky idea. It's not, has, there's no truth in reality. <clears throat> What else? We've come to 825, but there's no other comments or questions or reflections. We will move on. I'd like to thank all of you again and again for being there. And uh, please stay safe and uh, well and... uh, and be happy by this hearing and chanting. Yes. Yes, Rati, I was wondering where you were. I was wondering if you were there, even. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. In regards to your latest response, I have the following question. And she must still be typing that question. Uh, she's consistent you can always count on her to ask a far out question she says how can Mother Yashoda and Nanda Maharaj be fully satisfied in their relationship if there is no baby Rasa this is a manufactured term baby rasa the parents of a child the, the reflect the perverted reflection of the relationships as we heard already in the material world are perverted so a parent may have a child and then they may grow up but they still see the child as their baby. Even though it is true that when the, a, a form, the baby form is there, everyone kind of hearts, their hearts melt because it's helpless. She goes on to write, in the spiritual world, I mean. In the spiritual world, there's no limitation. If you think about the spiritual world and compare it to the material world and think that there's limitation, that means you're thinking in terms of time and space. But there's no limitations in the spiritual world in terms of time and space. Krishna can take any form he wants 
He can be with every single devotee simultaneously at the same time and all of them will think that Krishna is just with him or her and Krishna is just in the right relationship that fits exactly what their mood is because every single person has a different mood. So when you start thinking about these things and try to analyze them with linear thinking, which, is, which means within time and space, then you'll just become bewildered. But there's no limitations in the spiritual world. There's no time, there's no space. Krishna can appear in whatever form he wants and sometimes he does. She writes... But his form, if, 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 in Mother Yashoda's eyes, he is always her little child, even when he's in a 16-year-old body. He doesn't have to be in a baby's body in order for her to think of him and have the same you know, loving feelings as the baby body. And if you read Bhagavatamrita closely, you'll see that, that all the pastimes are actually there in the spiritual world. All of Krishna's pastimes are there in the spiritual world. And they continue, like, like in the Briya Bhagavatamrita described when Gopakumar goes to Goloka Vrindavan, he sees Krishna going off to kill Kangsa. And he repeatedly goes off and kills Kangsa. There's no killing in the spiritual world. But that's the pastime in Vrindavan is he's going off to kill Kangsa. So that happens repeatedly. And every time it happens, it's like he's happening for the first time. So in terms of in terms of whether or not you know Krishna appears to be born and grow in the spiritual world, that we don't hear about. That happens in the here. But those pastimes are not different than the pastimes in the spiritual world. There's no pastime that can happen here that doesn't happen in the spiritual world. But it happens differently. And how that's differently, I don't know. And I, if, I defy anybody to say that they do, unless they are in Goloka Vrindavan, even in their body. And not having achieved that state of consciousness, I can't tell you. I can't answer that question. And I, don't, I have never heard it in any Shastra that I've read, and I've read a lot. So we shouldn't be dissatisfied by not getting that answer, we should rather become more determined to go there and find out. <laughs> I remember one time somebody asked Krishna, why is Krishna blue? And Prabhupada's answer was immediate. He said, why don't you ask him? You know, as if we're qualified to, to know why Krishna is anything, what to speak of why he's blue or why he plays a flute, or whatever. Go to Goloka Vrindavan and find out. You can't know everything from here, Rati. You're in the modes of nature. If you, th if you think that by reading a book you can know everything in the modes of nature, which I don't th I'm not saying that you, I'm not talking to you, I'm just talking in general. 
But that's why it does strengthen the mind to understand, you know, Krishna's form and activities as described, you know, in Prabhupada's books. And it's safe to stay in Prabhupada's books because all of the previous Acharya's commentaries, as I said many, many times, are there in essence in Srila Prabhupada's books. And when you assimilate Srila Prabhupada's books to the point where you understand that everything that comes there out and you don't have any, you know, what, you know, like doubts, then it'll all be revealed to you. It's a revelation. Krishna consciousness is revelatory. It's revelatory science. It's, re it's there in our hearts already and it's waiting to become uncovered. And our mentality and activities in the material world that we've been doing for so long has covered the, those realizations. Therefore, we have to clean the mirror of our heart by learning to feel, think and feel and will according to Krishna's desires without any of our own desires for our own gratification mixing in and then everything will be revealed to us and that may take a long time and therefore Rupa Goswami says have patience be tolerant like a tree be humble like a blade of grass and then uh, then you'll be able to chant all the time without stopping for a moment you'll see Krishna when you chant Hare Krishna and you will and you will know everything and it's not a black and white it's not you flick a switch and the light goes on and then you understand everything it's like a dimmer switch it just turns gradually gradually until you realize as long as there's a desire in our hearts lingering for sense gratification on any level or anything that isn't directly done to please Krishna, then we can't understand completely. Anyabhilashita shunyam jnana anakulina krishnanu shilanam bhakti uttama He says, I pray for that day. Yes, that's that's the right desire. That's the right desire. Come to the point of complete helplessness and know that you can't l learn certain, you can't know certain things until you become really qualified. Anyway, that's my humble suggestion. It's what I heard from, it's how I heard Prabhupada respond to that question and questions like it. She says, thank you for your kindness and patience with me. Hare Krishna, you always uh, enliven the atmosphere with your questions. Hare Krishna, or at least enliven me. test me to test my memory for all the things that I've heard 
as we get older, you know, our memory fades. I'm, I'm coming up to 74 and uh, I'm noticing things. I mean, other than my hips and whatever else, kind of the body will deteriorate no matter who you are. Even Madhav Vindapuri became debilitated completely at the end because uh, Ishwarapuri, you know, he was full-time caretaker at that time. He got full mercy because he didn't see his, the body of his spiritual master's material even when he was doing very, very menial service for him. So, yeah. We just have to pray, just like you said, for that moment, for that permission and that mercy. And um, it will come. The lives of the great souls are our beacons, and they're the proof. They're the proof. And whatever we, whenever we have the kind of doubts that sometimes come into our hearts as conditioned souls, we just have to look back at what we were like before we knew anything about Krishna. And remember what it was like <laughs> and then you'll know that you're in much better state now that you know just a little bit and if you can't continue the process then you will know more and more until you will understand everything that's our inspiration that's what keeps us going I'm just a mosquito in a speck in the universe. May the Vaishnavas just remember what Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami repeatedly says at the end of his chapters not all the time but a lot he offers his full obeisances to the readers because anyone who was actually serious enough to hear this Chaitanya Charitamrita all the way through carefully try to understand and be attracted to it, not an ordinary person. Therefore, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says, I will take the dust from the feet, I will take the wash water that washes his feet and I will put it on my head. So the fortune that we have been given by Lord Chaitanya and Srila Prabhupada is inconceivable. And by remembering that, and by cultivating that feeling of gratitude for having been fortunate enough to get these opportunities to hear the Chaitanya Charitamrita with the Vaishn in the company of other Vaishnavas, sincere Vaishnavas, this is, it's just the most wonderful thing. We're the most fortunate. So try to remember that and keep hearing and chanting and Hare Krishna will go to Goloka Vrindavan without even leaving, the, leaving this body in mood. Okay, I'm going to stop now. It's, uh, oh my gosh, 20 minutes to 9. I've been going for a long time, more than, more than an hour and a half. Thank you again, everyone. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hariba. See you tomorrow, even though it's Saturday night. I made my vow, I renewed my vow every day, as much as I can for the rest of my life, as much as possible for me. 
See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Haribo. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai.